Happy Friday, my friends. It is here another three-day weekend coming up here as it is New Year's Day on Monday. Rowdy and myself going to be at Deeks right there in beautiful Stoughton, Wisconsin. Uh, We'll be broadcasting 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., leading you right up to the ReliaQuest Bowl as Wisconsin is taking on LSU in a premier matchup on New Year's Day. So coming down to Deeks. A bowl game that no team cares about. <laughs> I don't know if any teams really care about their bowl games. It's, it's really hit or miss. Wisconsin, though, has shown Rowdy throughout the years that they care about their bowl games more so than the, some of their opponents. Remember what was the pinstripe bowl against Miami when Miami didn't even give, like, give two craps about being there? Wisconsin just trucked them? Speaking, was it the, the start of Jack Cohn? Speaking of the pinstripe bowl in Miami, um, Check off another pinstripe bull for Miami where they didn't care to show up either. Like they, got, all of them. they got beat by Rutgers yesterday, <laughs> and they gave up 31 points. Yeah, 31 to 24, the Scarlet Knights take down the U, the Hurricanes. So Rutgers ran for over 200 yards in that game, and, you know, again, this goes back to the ACC defenses or like the Oregon's of the world. So everyone says like, oh, this Miami Hurricane defense, they they really are good against the run. They shut down the run. Look at what they did against these ACC teams. It's the same thing with like Oregon versus the Pac-12. Oregon's got a good defense. Look at what they did against the Pac-12. Well, the the Pac-12 is soft. (laughs) Clearly, after watching... The fact that FSU won the ACC, your next best team was Louisville. They couldn't beat a third-string quarterback for USC, and they gave up 42 points. And now one of your other better teams in the ACC, this vaunted you know, Miami University defense against the run, they gave up 207 yards. <laughs> Against Rutgers. <laughs> and the funniest thing that I saw on this tweet, Iowa, Wisconsin, and I think it was Ohio State against Rutgers, all combined. Combined in those three games, those three defenses didn't give up a total of 207 rushing yards to Rutgers. But this great Miami defense with all these you know, accolades and athletes and recruiting stars. Don't care. Got smoked up in New York and ran right over by Rutgers. Like all the, it's it's so hard to find two teams that care to go against each other. It's crazy. Um, you know, maybe I don't know for the lesser bowls. I mean, it's 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 nuts. And we were talking about this off air, but I saw it in a tweet, and I a hundred percent agree with it. The more that this college bowl season has played out, all these kids want nil. Or they want to be part of it, right? Yeah, you want your money. And I get it. I get it. Back in 2019, when Jonathan Taylor was the absolute stud that he was, should he have been the guy on the Chevy commercials instead of Paul Chris? And if they wanted to pay him 30, 40 grand to yeah, do it. Paul Chris wasn't the greatest salesman on that. I get it. I, it makes sense. I, I probably would have said, and I bet Paul Chris would tell you outside of the paycheck, he probably would have preferred <laughs> Jonathan Taylor to do it because he wouldn't, he wouldn't want to do it. Hey, Paul Chris here. Come yeah. Buy a Chevy. Now, do I think all of a sudden the floodgates have opened and and it's gotten a little out of hand with some of the guys, you know, getting some of the the sponsorships and endorsements that they have? 100%. But if you're going to take the NIL money and you're going to be the Mountain Dew man, <laughs> do you really should you really be able to opt out of bowl games? I mean, technically aren't you under contract to play? Well, if I'm a business and they're not playing and I'm yeah. especially I would be a little upset that Okay, you're quitting on the games. You're not playing. Like, wh- where's my return on the investment? Like, here? think about, think about. Um, we'll just say there's a star player. We'll, we'll just say uh, Caleb Williams didn't officially do this, but just say uh, we'll we'll talk about Caleb Williams here. Remember when USC ended up losing a couple games, and it was like, okay, well, they just lost the opportunity. The first loss was whatever. Second loss, though, okay, they lost the opportunity for a college football playoff and a national title. Yeah. And then their third loss, it was like, well, they lost the opportunity for the Natty title, the college football playoff, and the Pac-12. What's Caleb Williams playing for? Yeah, well, why would he play? Remember, safe? there was still like two or three games left, and they're like, man, should he sit out now? So you're telling me that Caleb Williams, who should probably be the odds-on pick at number one overall, should sit out the last two to three games, should sit out the bowl game? If if he's getting paid, though, we'll just, for fun, say by Mountain Dew, 
wouldn't you want him playing if you're paying him a bunch of money yes. for the last two, three games and then a bowl game? Yeah. Yeah. Like there should be like um there should be like something in the contract where it's like, okay, you have to play out the regular season and you have to play in the bowl game unless you're 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 graded out as a top one hundred pick. Yeah, like you have these guys now that again, I think it was Duke when I went through and counted them all. And I know Texas A&M was up there. They had like 24, 25 guys not playing. How many of those guys were getting paid, though, by NIL? It's probably, you know, some some teams got everyone getting paid on NIL. Some got just your big stars getting paid. In the NFL, you really don't get to pick and choose when you play. No, you you got to go there and play. Yeah, and think about it, what we've seen from Devondre Campbell. He's like, I'm sick, like of, Jair. I'm sick of trying to play through all the pain and the injuries because I still get, you know, they I hold still it against get, you. People that say I suck and yeah, they hold it against you. I'm not trying that anymore. These guys would go. How many times did Brett Favre pop a Vicodin so he could go play? Well, he had a record doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's that's the thing in the NFL. If you can physically get up and move, you're playing for mm-hmm. the most part. And if you're in college, like, eh, well, I know we just lost a couple of games. Yeah, and I might go to the NFL, but I'm going to sit out these next. If couple. you're in college and you're pretty good, yeah, you get to pick and choose the games you want to play and how well you want to play in them. Yeah, let them play. And still like, get paid. Not let them make them play. Like the return on investment. Again, if you're a company that gave you, you know, their money and they're not living up to their end of the deal, it's like, well, can I get my money back? Can I? I almost feel like it's gone too far. Was it Dave from Monona yes. maybe that called in and he's like, well, what if these clowns get this six figure NIL deal with, you know, like, um, insert school here, but then they decide they want to transfer to Alabama after one year and play at Alabama. Do they keep the NIL deal or was that school specific or how does that work? I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm I not an agent. I'm not, I don't have any NIL contracts. I don't even think college football even really knows how it all works. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I would imagine that they would be able to be openly signing NIL deals in the Tuscaloosa area if they just transferred to Alabama, and they could basically say "see ya" yeah. to the to the old contract. But thank you for the X amount of dollars. I don't know. I feel like um, they're definite. It's definitely a wild west out there, and there's there's there needs to be like parameters. And, and really treated like contracts. Yeah, it's the because new gold rush. If you want to be the big boy, if you want to be the NFL and the professional, you got to adhere to contracts as well. Couldn't agree more. No doubt about it's, it. It's just getting out of hand where it's almost like these college players are now, they can basically do whatever they want. Yeah. And if you're a star, well, Caleb Williams, remember he's driving around in like this, this Lamborghini, you know, around uh, Southern California. And then he's like, ah, well. <laughs> I'm going to get drafted. We lost a couple of games. I don't even think I'm going to play. Like, I'm just going to sit out. Not even the bowl game, like regular season game. And I get Caleb Williams being a guy with a ton of NIL because, I mean, look at him. Yeah. He is. He won the Heisman last year. He was a top five Heisman candidate going into this year, and he was on that top five list for mo- much of the season until about the last few weeks. He's supposed to be the number one pick in the draft. If he's driving the Lamborghini, I get it. If Tim Tebow back in the day was driving a Lamborghini, I would get it. Same thing, with, yeah, same thing with Johnny Manziel because those guys made so much money for the university. But now it's like, well, this guy's a decent edge rusher. He's probably like a second or third round pick. Here he comes pulling up in his Lambo. <laughs> oh, wait, by the way, he did all of his work at like, um, you know, like a a Troy university in Alabama. He, he was a stud edge rusher in at Troy, a non power five, but look at, he just brought his Lambo and he's, he's signing now with Saban for his last year eligibility to get ready for the NFL. It's like <laughs> the genie. No is, one even knew who you were the year before the genie's out of the bottle and it will never be put back in. It's the wild West and the <laughs> NIL destiny rowdy. Well, I mean, it's that's the old saying. You give them an inch and they take a mile. Yep. Well, to give them an inch, they'll take a Lambo. <laughs> Line one, good morning. What do we got? Morning. Hey, what's going on? Spot on. That's why that was that little... My voice is still... Are you still in the Hurt Locker over the bioweapon that infiltrated your body? I am. I am. It's better, but... They have that, like, I heard that thing going on, like, the 100-day cough. Maybe you have that, whatever the hell that is. Yep, that's, a, that's probably it. That's probably it. <laughs> Poor guy. Hey, 
I know, right? You get the, the, those are some great points about the, the NIL money, uh, the mill money. Um, which begs the question: Who who's the face of the Badgers right now? Uh, like, for who, for who like gets, the bowl game or no? Moving just forward, like moving moving forward, like next year, like who's getting this Braylon Allen uh, NIL money? Like who's who's the face of the of the of the team right now? Like I, who do we got? To, I I can't name a single person. If you think about it, I mean, Braylon Allen's gone. He's already said he's not playing in the bowl game. He's going to the NFL. Tanner Mordecai is playing his last game. He has to go to the NFL or, or j- at least just leave school. He's out of eligibility. He was your quarterback. Uh, right. You had some of your more senior-laden defensive players put themselves in the portal like the Rondis Johnsons of the world. I don't know. I think it would probably, if I had to pick one and, and point a finger at one, probably uh, probably Waller at safety. Hunter Waller. Other oh, yeah. other than that, I don't know. I mean, that's a good that's a good point. I would have probably said outside of Waller, Luke Fickle, and he's your coach. Yeah, that's strange. It's like the first time since like 2015. Remember the 2015 team? It was like we had Dare Gumbale. It was like nobody. The offensive line was pretty weak. Like that team was like like a bunch of lost souls. <laughs> it was like you had no no face of the of the team. Like there's like nobody. Uh- can you say Luke Fickle's the face? Yeah, more than likely. It's like Tanner yeah, Tanner Mordecai. Well, he's he's gone. Yeah, like he's gone. I'm talking like like yeah, next year. Like who, who's gonna, who's going to get all these sponsor money? Like who's going to do it? Who's going to pay the like? And and is it like do they get Braylon Allen money or is it kind of like oh no, you're just uh, you're, you're a Waller, you're uh, whoever named third player here? Like do they get less money? Like, oh, no, you're only 10 grand. Well, if you want to be acting like a pro and you want to move like in, uh, you know, f- almost like free agency in the NFL from one school to the next, and a lot of these kids due to COVID have like two free transfers at this point. And, hell, if you're JT Daniels who just wound up at Rice, I think that guy transferred about every other year, and somehow it was passed and okayed. Um, yeah, I I would say there's levels to this game. I'm gonna pay a Tim Tebow and a Johnny Manziel a hell of a lot more than I'm gonna even yeah. pay like um insert some nice safety. Right, right. Hey, hey. I this is the last last show of the year. Yep, we need I some resolutions. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't do, I don't do resolutions. I don't. Do nah. not, nah. you know, be even just, sexier. Just continue to be awesome, man. Have yeah, more, have more of your right. nipples slip out in some pictures. <laughs> I saw we saw oh, that picture, yeah. Gita. We saw I can't it. believe I Jen lets you out of the house like that. I know, right? I know what a guy, what a guy. Um, what a, I just got to keep her. Um, <laughs> call it call of the year. Yeah, I don't know if you guys do this or not. No, we do. Call of the year will be announced later. It's got to be no call. I'm going to say call of. The oh, year. call of the, I, like one one specific call. I know which one you're referencing too. Yeah. It's got to be Paul when he came back from his uh, his dart tournament. Uh, was it lacrosse? Oh, that was a good one when he when he when he bought the whole town of lacrosse pizza and beer. Yeah, and then, and then he lent some woman his shirt or something like that. Yeah, I how it went. Yeah, well, but I thought was, you were referencing when uh, one of our great listeners, Artie Ho, called in from Las Vegas and uh, oh. an, an escort propositioned him. But he goes, well, "I have a proposition oh, yeah. for you. I'm going to actually have a beer with you and teach you some life lessons." <laughs> That was an excellent call also. That oh man, I forgot about that one. Yeah, there's some good calls. Polly's up there, Artie Ho's up there, and caller of the yep. year. We got a lot of people up there, like Vagabond Johnny for his defense of Joe Barry throughout the year. You got uh Charlie, Scotty, you know, Pete and Monona, Z and the D threw his hat in the ring, uh Polly, you know, there's some there's some good ones up there. GW could be as well for your defense of Sam no. Howell. Howell <laughs> <laughs> no, at the moon. Oh. Howl at the moon. Yeah, speaking of that, Rowdy, you you said you said you feel like the commanders are kind of dead. Nah, they are. They've been dead since like week four. Like they're they're done. Like, you guys need to clean house entirely. Entirely, I know, right? Jonathan Allen, they all need to go. Yeah. Pain. The only person I'd probably keep would be like McLaurin and, and Dotson. Or how about a Bucks. Sam? How? Yeah, I, I, man, I'm still, I don't think he's your future. I think he's your your gap quarterback into something that is the future. Yeah, he'll be your quarterback for depending on who you draft the next year or two 
and he'll be like a an okay veteran type quarterback down the road or a he'll, solid backup, but he's, he's not the guy. He'll be a Flacco. He'll be a Flacco six round forever. <laughs> and uh, backs up. Well, G-Dub, you have a great New yeah, Year's, sorry. my brother. Are you doing anything fun and exciting? Uh, a little bit of a hibachi and then Ooh. time in the garage. Love that garage. I can't wait for Greg Palooza too. I already got P- Pike up in Lena was already hitting me up a couple, maybe a couple weeks ago, saying I can't wait for Greg Palooza too, buddy. Absolutely awesome. Hey, yeah, we love you, man. Let's do it. Yeah, see you guys. See you, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Line two. Good morning. Worst bowl season ever. <gasps> oh, Mickey, you're back. I'm disappointed I'm not in the running for uh, oh, caller of the year for oh. my self-loading. Okay, okay, Mickey, you yes, we'll, th- we'll throw your hat in the ring. I, shame on me for not including you. My gosh, welcome back, I by the feel way. like Jair Alexander inserting myself into the <laughs> situation. <laughs> well, you haven't screwed up any phone calls like Jair screwing up the, uh, the coin toss, so <laughs> you got that going for you. How was, uh, how was the trip? How did it go? Oh, it was great. It was nice to return to the mothership. Uh, my body still thinks I'm on the other side of the planet. So yeah, what's the time awesome. difference? What's the time difference there? What's that? That's got to be pretty tough. Uh, 12, 13 hours. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah, it's rough. Good to be back, though. But what is? I, it is great to be back. I hate my picks. This is the first time in seven years that I'm not in the first two positions in my bowl picks. Hey, you want to? You, you, you and Rowdy are in the same wavelength with a lot of things here. Rowdy is just beside himself with bowl season. He's done with well, he, the bowl boycott. I mean, you had to first of all, it was like reading a thesis to see who was playing in the games because everyone's sitting out or their feelings are hurt or they're Caleb Williams. But come on, <laughs> it's it's tough. It's tough watching. It's tough. It's a tough go. Did you watch yeah, the Pop Tart Bowl last night? Uh, what's, oh, oh my God. How awesome is that pop tart? I'm obsessed. That, that was the coolest thing so far about bowl season was the pop tart itself. Then afterwards it's an edible mascot. They like tore that thing up. Like it was like they're all Hannibal Lecter out there getting after that pop tart. I love the trophy too, that it had, that it had pop tarts on the top. I can't believe they're not selling a football shaped toaster (laughs) oven right now. (laughs) Would you buy it? Oh, absolutely. You know I would. (laughs) (laughs) And now the Minnesota Vikings have announced that they will be starting not Nick Mullins, not Joshua Dobbs, Kirk Cousins out with the Achilles injury. It will be Jaron Hall going for the Minnesota Vikings for Sunday Night Football when they host the Green Bay Packers at U.S. Bank Stadium. Jaron Hall has had 10 passes this year. He got knocked with a concussion and then hadn't really seen him since. Matt LaFleur had to go back to preseason tape. I was going to say BYU tape, <laughs> preseason tape to try to get a uh, you know uh, some kind of knowledge on Jaron Hall. Rowdy, Jaron Hall starting, no Jair Alexander, Justin Jefferson obviously back with the Vikings. Oof. What what's the skinny on Jaron Hall getting the nod Sunday night? <laughs> you know what's you know what's funny <laughs> about Barry's defense? Doing some reading, I can't remember who it was, but it was a it was a writer that uh, obviously writes for some publication. But they were talking about Jaron Hall and who he would be most similar to for a quarterback that they have played this season just based on what he can do. Mm-hmm. Not a guy with an overly strong arm. Remember, he's an older cat than you would expect for being at college because he did go to BYU, had his Mormon trips. So he's slightly older than your average you know, rookie would be. He is a good athlete, which we've seen BYU has turned out some good athletes at quarterback, especially the last decade. But he doesn't have the biggest arm where he's going to beat you way down the field. And obviously he's not that great. I believe he was a fifth-round pick out of BYU. He just kind of is what he is, but he's athletic. Well, they go, this exact profile that he is is Tommy DeVito. (laughs) And... What they love to do when Jaron Hall has played or what he did best at BYU was basically make those quick, short passes. So, you know, within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see more bubble screens or outs or slants, you know, stuff that's within 10 yards. And then he's going to be mobile, so he'll be able to run the football a little bit. have not done well with the the mobile quarterback. We know that the Green Bay Packers suck at defending the, the run in general. 
So I'm sure Minnesota will try and run the football with Ty Chandler, and we'll see if Alexander Madison can play. <laughs> but, yeah, basically short, quick passes, the quarterback being able to run the football, and then hoping that you can run just in general on this sieve of a Green Bay Packers rush defense. And it would be like death of a, by a thousand cuts because we know Joe Barry likes to play in deeper zones and likes to zone away, but against a quarterback, much like Tommy DeVito, that's only going to make short, quick passes, use his legs and take what you give him. When you play back in a deeper zone, you're going to give him a lot underneath. And if your defense isn't incredibly good at getting pressure on the quarterback or incredibly good at taking the football away and causing turnovers, you're going to lose by a death of a thousand cuts. They're going to bring up a bunch of yards on you. And uh, yeah, so uh, potentially Tommy, I guess, a lot of yards and hopefully they turn the football over and take sacks. Tommy DeVito had uh, a game of the ages against the Green Bay Packers defense. And, and then two weeks later, he was benched. So he was NFC offensive player of the week. He did something that no quarterback had ever done. Um, I forget the exact verbiage, but it was, it was you know, the pass completion. It was the running for uh, you know, his legs, yada, yada, yada. And then uh, Baker Mayfield had an NFC offensive player uh, of the week award for him. And then Bryce Young. I didn't check who got the NFC offensive player of the week award uh, this week. I don't week. think it was it Bryce It wasn't Young. Bryce Young because usually they give it to the winners. But Bryce Young had his career day against... That Packers Joe Barry defense. Now, what will Jaron Hall do on Sunday? <laughs> Five quarterbacks this season has had their best pro football focus grade come against Joe Barry and the Green Bay Packers defense. That would be Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, Tommy DeVito, Baker Mayfield, and Bryce Young. Up next, Jaron Hall who will be uh, under center for the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium for that prime time affair. Let's hear from Joe Barry, Rowdy. What do you think? Joe Barry, uh, public enemy number one, was asked, you know, how did your defense give up 14 points in the fourth quarter, you know, to Bryce Young, after Tommy DeVito, Baker Mayfield, uh, making them look dangerous, and Bryce Young looking dangerous as well. Here you go. Joe Barry. You know, I, I told the defense this. Um, you know, they had Monday and Tuesday off, so the you know, first, first time we saw them was on Wednesday. I thought for 53 minutes we played, you know, very well. Um, but the last seven minutes of the game, you know, we give up two crucial third downs, you know, have a couple penalties that, that hurt us. Um, but I thought, you know, up until then, um, you know, right about that seven-minute mark when it was, you know, thirty to sixteen, um, I, I thought we we flew around and played pretty well. Uh, Rowdy, how long's a a football game? Sixty minutes, not you, counting overtime. Do you think for those sixty minutes that you think you should be at your best for the entirety of the game? Like, would you ever take your foot off the gas? Or play prevent defense? <laughs> yeah, I thought we or, were. Sorry, a deep zone. I thought we were pretty good for the fifty-three minutes. Oh, last time I checked, it was 60 minutes, Joseph Joseph Barry. And in that seven minutes, he almost blew it to the point, well, they didn't blow it to the potential for the Panthers to tie it and then maybe possibly blow it in overtime. Uh, now there's this, though, Rowdy. Uh, Joe Barry was asked, you know, how much has he missed not having Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker on the field together this season? Now, Devondre Campbell's uh, kind of been a detractor of this uh, coaching staff. As he tweeted out that you know he's not going to be playing through injuries anymore, and if he if he does when he did, they hold it against him. He's just kind of sick of it, and you know he hasn't been playing. And Clay Walker, you know, been in and out as well. Here's Joe Barry not having those two. Let's take a listen again. You know, um, a lot. I mean, first and foremost, um, I, I I do want to. I'll answer that specifically, but I do want to give praise to you know. Isaiah McDuffie's done a done a great job when either one of those guys have been out. Um, Eric Wilson even at times has gone in and done a, a great job for us. But yeah, when you're talking about you know Dre and Quay, um, I think that falls into you can make the same thing you know with our secondary. You know, it's I talk about consistency a lot and <laughs> guys yeah. being able to play together and gel and come together week in and week out, day in and day out. Um, that consistency is built and, you know, especially from an inside linebacker position, you know, specifically what you're saying, there's, there's a, there's a comfort 
and there's a consistency that takes place when the guy to your right is all the same and the guy to your left is always the same. And um, that's created through time with just building reps. And, um, you know, Dre relies on, relies on Quay for certain things and vice versa. You know, Quay relies on Dre. And um, it's, it's, it breaks my heart for him because I know how bad he wants to be out there. Hmm. And I know how bad he wants to play. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully he'll continue to heal and, and get better and we, we can get that. But, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's been a big thing, I think, for, for both guys um, not having that, that consistent partner next to you consistently. Joe Barry talking about consistency right there, Rowdy. Those are the the words of a dead man walking. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but Devondre Campbell, when he says, I know how bad he wants to be out there. Did he see his tweet? Yeah, did he see what he said on Twitter? I know, he, I know Devondre Cam- I know Dre wasn't... Uh, by the way, it cracks me up when someone like Joe Barry Call calls Dre. Devondre Dre. Hey, what up, Dre? Um, Forgot about Dre Day. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. clearly Devondre Campbell wasn't talking about uh, the tweets, but I'm sure, and, and I know Joe Barry doesn't have Twitter, and that's a that's definitely a good thing for Joe Barry. It's really good for him. And his mental mindset. It is great for him. Um, but I'm sure it got back to him. <laughs> I don't know how much Devondre Campbell is really caring of being there right now. Well, I mean, he's, he's very vocal about it on Twitter. And then when asked about it from the media, he said, I ain't talking about nothing on no internet. So <laughs> so maybe Joe Barry doesn't know about the tweet because Devondre Campbell again said, I ain't talking about nothing on no internet. Joe Barry doesn't have social media that we know of, despite him saying that he reads everything that the media writes about him and the Packers. So I, I feel like he would have known. But yeah, it's it sounds like a dead man walking right there. I mean, it surely does. Doesn't, doesn't it? it just say? Doesn't it just sound like that's the company line? That's what we're going with. That's what uh, Coach Lafleur told me to say. Yes. Like, yep. You know, I I know he cares to be here. I know he wants to be out there. He's a little dinged up right now. He can't go. I know he wants to, but uh, that's just kind of the situation. And we move on with the players like Way Walker that we have. <laughs> it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I, can you believe that? Some people, it's their job to go to these press conferences and to get these clips and and to write articles on it when they have to know that what Joe Barry just said is such BS and oh, just yeah. a load of crap. But hey, we got to make something of this. Well, that's why they keep asking this, you know, the same questions. And you know, we played this clip from Matt Lafleur. Of they kept asking about Jair Alexander, and Matt Lafleur's like. You mean about the Minnesota Vikings? Like, no, no, no. Talking about Jair and his relationship? No, no, no. The relationship with the Minnesota Vikings? And then Lafleur's like, this will be the last time I address this. And then he gives some kind of BS line about how the relationship will be better because of this. It's always the – every once in a – that's why Jair is kind of interesting, Rowdy, because you get a different kind of uh, a clip, right? Or Rasul Douglas. He says something a little different. Well, what happened to him? He got shipped out. Uh, Jair Alexander says something different. He's suspended. You know, you go look at Devondre Campbell. He says something uh, on Twitter. All of a sudden, he's not playing. Like, he said he's not playing through injury. But then he says, I ain't talking about it. Every once in a while, you get someone that steps out of company line. But, yeah, the coaches, they all know exactly what they're supposed to say. And it's nothing. Say nothing. Say say everything but nothing. You know? That's why it's sometimes when we play these clips, it's like... <laughs> We're going to spend 20 minutes this segment talking about Joe Barry and how he said nothing, nothing that's actually true or nothing like he knows that that's not true. And we're talking about this guy that probably is going to be unemployed <laughs> in about three weeks. <laughs> well, let's hear from Quay Walker. Then. Quay Walker um, was asked, and I think this is funny too, do the Packers and their defense, do the Packers defense, do they need to make a statement Sunday night? At U.S. Bank. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we got to go out here and play with a lot of physicality, hold guys up. Um, you don't have to fail on third downs. That's one thing we can do. And, uh, capitalize, get turnovers. It's easy for me to say that, but we actually have to do that on Sunday. So, so yeah, I'll say. Hey, Quay, do you think water is wet? Yeah, uh, water definitely is wet. Uh, you know, when uh, when it gets on you, 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 you get soaked a little bit. Uh, your clothes are, are damp, not dry. But yeah, I definitely think that we have water is wet. Yeah. <laughs> Does the sun rise? Yeah, definitely the sun rises. Yeah. Uh, question for you, just off the top of your head, do you think the Packers 
where do you think the Packers are in a plus minus turnover margin? Like what number do you think they're at? Just blindly watching the games. I don't are they plus? Are they minus? Are they right in the middle? Minus. Like, they're actually at zero. Oh, like they, they, they have a plus minus of turnover margin of zero. So they've turned the football over just as many times as they've taken the, the football away. I'm actually surprised by that. Same. I probably would have guessed slightly negative as well. And you know why it's, you know, I'm actually impressed that it is zero because I think that just shows how good or how Jordan love is progressing. Because there hasn't been a ton of takeaways no. like off the top of your head where it's like, oh, man, the the, the defense just created a, a sick fumble and, you know, then they recovered it. And or maybe, yeah, Jair's got six picks this year. No, it's not the case. I, I feel like the defense hasn't forced a ton of turnovers. Definitely not as many turnovers as the teams in you know 2020 or 2021 had forced when obviously the, the group was a little bit better. But it, it doesn't feel like this defense has forced a ton of turnovers. Obviously, when you look at some of their numbers, they're, they're kind of a um, bend-don't-break defense when it comes to allowing points, but they give up a lot of yards. Mm-hmm. I think this just shows, and I'm kind of impressed that it's at zero because Jordan Love in the offense hasn't turned the football over or fumbled the football probably as much as you would have thought coming from a young, inexperienced quarterback, wide receivers, tight ends, like right on down that list versus a defense that really didn't take a ton of, of, of balls away. Yeah. Um, our guy Furiosa on Twitch says, I think they are last in interceptions. Um, let me get here. Uh, the Packers are second to last. They have six. The Titans have four. Uh, then the Commanders have seven. The Eagles, seven. Uh, then Chiefs, Chargers, Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're second to last. Yeah, I'm looking it up here. And for takeaways for the Green Bay Packers, uh, they currently are at zero, which is kind of middle of the road, but that would make sense if half your teams are going to take and be positive. The other are going to lose and be negative. Mm-hmm. So they're right in the middle of turnover margin. Uh, but yes, they have as a team only six interceptions yeah. this season, yep. and they have ten fumbles. Now, to the contrary, there is eleven interceptions and five fumbles for the offense. I'm actually kind of uh, kind of impressed that there's only been five fumbles on offense, and I think Jordan Love's got at least two of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I. I, I I'm pleasantly surprised, but it also feels kind of disappointing when you look and see that the offense or sorry, the defense only has 16 turnovers and only six picks. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. You think about uh, me. what was it? The Dallas Cowboys, one of their corners. And obviously Dallas has a really good secondary. They have a really good, they have a pretty solid defense, but a really good secondary. Mm-hmm. Even with uh, Diggs going down to the ACL, but doesn't one of their corners have like three or four pick sixes this year? Yeah, I think you're right. By himself. Yeah. The Packers (laughs) defense has six interceptions total. (laughs) Like I said, like just for an example, Jair Alexander doesn't have six picks this year. Like that's a pretty three, four, five picks. That's a pretty good season. Totally. Corner. Yeah. The whole team has six. That's bad. It's four. So, I mean, if Jair was having like his a superstar year and what he's getting paid to do. And he, it, he did have four or five picks and the whole team only had six. That's not, that's not that's, that great outside of what would be a good Jair year. Well, how about this on, um, on the defense as a whole, uh, one more from Clay Walker. Now here's, here's a question he was asked Rowdy to see what he says here. His reaction to calls to fire his DC, Joe Barry. Let's hear his answer right here. Let's hear it. I don't even pay attention. Last year I did, but now I don't even pay attention to what anybody has to say. Just go out and play. That's it. Is that all the meditating out there? Yeah, it's happened a ton, for sure. Yeah, I am. It's getting hard now, but I'm still doing it. <laughs> I paid attention to it last year. Don't pay attention to it this year. I don't believe you. Line one, good morning. Yo, what's up, boys? How's it going? It's going well. How about yourself? Doing good. Tyler. Hey, buddy. Yeah. 
So do you guys know who the, the interception leader is in, in the clubhouse for Green Bay? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I know. It's Rudy Ford with a whopping two interceptions. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy. And he's been hurt Rudy, this year. Rudy. He's missed you know he a decent his, amount of games. Do you know when he got his second interception? I'm going to guess like week six. Yeah. Even 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 worse. It was week four against <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> oh, that game. Okay. The first, the first the, the oh, Jared Goff yeah. on the first possession of the game. That's that was, when we thought they were going to have a, a game. Yeah, with after, after that play, everything went completely wrong. It's absolutely yeah. to, to call it pathetic would be an understatement. Tyler, Jaron Hall starting for the Vikings on Sunday. Will the vaunted Joe Barry defense make him look like whatever, the next whatever, second coming? Whatever Las Vegas has, hammer the over on everything. What is the over? Yard, right? rushing yards, touchdown. It's got to be like one seventy. Um. Oh, I I guess I was talking more specifically the. Right, you took the team total over for the Vikings, right? Uh, yeah, 21 and a half. What's the over-under in here? 45 and a half points. Uh, looking at this game, more specifically some of oh, the, half, the props in it, um, if you're going to look at passing props from a, a Jaron Hall, who, <laughs> what, making his first career start, really? Yeah. I believe so. Uh, they're still not out. Tyler, how are you feeling? Young is, I'm, I, you know, I'm doing good, living somebody's dream, right? <laughs> so do you have no faith then on Sunday, Sunday night? I, I have tepid optimism, but I, nothing nothing surprises me with this with the Joe Barry defense anymore. So like I said, I'm <laughs> expecting – I could see nobody scoring, Green Bay scoring 10 points, and I could see it being a, a game where there's 70 points scored. So. Yeah. yeah. We'll just strap in for Sunday Night Football, Tyler. You do uh, do anything for New Year's? Got any resolutions? Fire Joe Barry. <laughs> and I, I just want to say one th- real quick thing about uh, what Nick Wright said there. Yeah. Uh, everybody, everybody, they 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 love to rip on Aaron Rodgers, but that, that's why they love that he talks because it just gives them talking points. Exactly. And it gives them, it lets them just shout to their echo chamber because this <laughs> before it just tells you what. They, they want him to talk, but that's because now they they love to talk about it because they don't agree with what he says. So. Exactly, they're they're so angry that how dare a guy choose to do what he wants to do with his own body? Because they were duped. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, they wanted to believe they wanted to believe that the government has their best interest out for them. <laughs> we all know that's a load of malarkey. It, that's the biggest load of pile of crap ever. You're correct. You're correct. Tyler, have a good New Year's, man, and uh, go Pat, go buddy. Nice hearing from you. Yeah, sounds good. Go see Pat, you. go. See you, buddy. Yeah, Jaron Hall, Rowdy. Yeah, let's see. Our guy Bobby on Twitch says, you can't have the players calling for the coach's head in the locker room to the media. You would be correct, Bob. Uh, he probably wants Barry Can for, show, uh, for sure, though. And do you think that Joe Barry is the most hated man in Wisconsin right now? Yes. Yes, I do. I don't know who else has got the, the bullseye on their back more so than Joe Barry at this exact moment. Uh, could be another guy with same first name. Uh, I guess in specifically in Wisconsin, though, Rowdy. Yeah. A different Sleepy Joe? Yeah. Wisconsin country. <laughs> All right, we'll take we'll a little. suck at what they do. <laughs> we'll take a little break here, come back. Here from Matt LaFleur around the way. Also getting some more uh, college football and the Relia Quest Bowl. And also... Nick Saban telling his players not to do something. We'll get to it. <laughs> king says Joe Buck? Yep. You know the king goes Joe Buck. Joe B. Joe B. Joe Buck. Addicted to hair plugs. <laughs> but we have Chris Collinsworth on Sunday, so. Nick Mullins was benched because of turnovers. The dude had six interceptions in two games, went 0 and 2. 714 yards. Four tutties, though. Vikings have a 19.8% chance of making the playoffs. Packers in the 20, low 20s. And uh, Kevin O'Connell saying that after a full week of prep, Jaron Hall gives them their best shot. A fifth-round pick on a BYU. Sure. He's mobile. He is mobile. Packers don't do good against mobile quarterbacks. I think it was earlier today... 
you asked me how much I watched of Jordan Love and Jaron. I think was that when Erica was Erica How much I watched of Jordan Love playing college versus Jaron Hall? I actually did watch a little bit of Jordan Love because he was uh, you know Mountain West. They do play on, you know, kind of some of those off days. They kind of found their little niche earlier in the week, kind of like the Mac. So, yes, I, I have watched some Jordan Love back in the day, more predominantly his junior season because he's having a good year, so they were flexed to bigger games. Uh, Jaron Hall, not so much, but if I remember correctly, I think he had a hell of a game in the bowl game last year. Don't quote me for that, but I'm pretty sure I watched him in the bowl game last year when bowls meant something. <laughs> Hashtag make college bowl season great again. I uh, say the Vikings were encouraged by Hall's performance in his brief appearance against the Falcons, during which he completed five of six passes for 78 yards, scrambled twice for 11 yards. He also did appear in that game against the Packers when Kirk Cousins got his Achilles popped, where he was three of four for it was like 20 or 30 yards, whatever it was. So, yeah, I, was, I think it was described earlier as Russian roulette rowdy for the Vikings in their quarterback position. Russian roulette, a man's game. You know what Russian roulette is, Austin? I do. Oh, okay, good. I actually just watched The Deer Hunter um, <laughs> before Christmas. A lot of Russian roulette in that game, <laughs> or in that movie. Uh, Russian roulette, um, a, a true man's game. You never know what's going to happen. Well, you just only got to I mean, you yeah. can only be wrong one time. So Yeah. All right, boys. We'll hear from Matt. Would LaFleur. you do it? No, I would not. Do it. <laughs> so one, one would round. You? Nah, Rowdy. It's one round. After bowl season, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd probably prefer that than watching bowl season. All right, Rowdy. Watch the bowl game or play Russian roulette. What do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Hot shot. There we go. F it. Put five bullets in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my man, the bowl season has drove him to madness. Here's Matt LaFleur talking about uh, the Vikings rookie starting quarterback, Jaron Hall. Pulled up some of his tape from earlier this season in the preseason. Uh, once we kind of got an idea that he was going to be the guy, he's a, obviously a very talented thrower, and he's got a lot of mobility. So that's something that we've struggled with quite a bit, uh, those mobile quarterbacks being able to break and tain and, and pick up yardage with their legs. So I know that we're going to have our hands full. So he's mobile, and um, do you think, Rowdy, they comped him, what, to Tommy DeVito? Do you think the Vikings watch that tape against the Giants and be like, dude, <laughs> Tommy DeVito just made history. He's also got NFC Offensive Player of the Week against the Packers. The, our guy comps to Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Sorry, Nick Mullins. Sit down. We're starting Jaron Hall. Yeah, I mean, I, Matt LaFleur is kind of funny when he goes out there, and he always compliments every single player and every single team. I get it. You know, you don't want to give the other team or the opposing players any bulletin board material, right? But some of the stuff he says where it's just like, it's almost too much. Like, we know Jaron Hall's a good passer. Well, actually, if uh, you look at any of the publications that do any scouting, throwing the football is actually one of his bigger negatives. Well, Rowdy, he was <laughs> more, he's more mobile and athletic. He's not necessarily some great thrower of the football. It's not like all of a sudden Dan Marino grew legs and he became Jaron Hall. <laughs> he has Rowdy only missed two passes so far this season. He was three of four against the Packers and five of six against the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> great. And he probably <laughs> threw the, is, is probably, you know, length of passes down the field. It was less than 10 yards. Mr. Checkdown. Um, uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, Matt LaFleur talks about how they're doing prep work for the crowd noise. Oh, I think oh, this is one. Yes, Rodney? Well, my other thing with the, him throwing the ball close to the line of scrimmage, who's he going to throw the football to downfield? Addison? Done. You have uh, TJ Hawkinson? Done. D-U-N done. I know a lot of Minnesota fans have been all pissy about Osborne, KJ Osborne this year. Yeah, I get you have Jordan uh, Justin Jefferson back, but yeah, Mr. Jefferson. again, he's been banged up this year. There, there, there can't be a ton of continuity between Jaron Hall that was always buried on the depth chart and Justin Jefferson because a Justin Jefferson was always their number one. He wasn't, and now he was hurt. Come on, who's he going to throw it to? Watch, watch Jefferson just have a career day. It's going to be like it's gonna happen. Justin Jefferson on crossing patterns that are like 10, 10 yards down the field. Yeah, but we'll put Preston Smith on him and 
Well, yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> He's locked down, dude. Just see what he did against Devontae Adams when he played the Raiders. Crowd noise. U.S. Bank Stadium, though. Here's LaFleur on it. One of the best venues to go play a football game in. Their fans are very supportive of the home team, and uh, they do a great job of making it chaotic for the opposing team, especially for opposing offenses. That's something that we've stressed, we've shown. You see it on their tape. And you have to hear, the Vikings horn. That was a good one. Thank you. Do it again. (laughs) There we go. He goes two for two. I'm Norwegian, dude. I got it in my blood. Uh, more from the floor on, here you go, Justin Jefferson. How do you take Justin Jefferson out of the game? The more people you put on him, it opens up others. And they've got a lot of other talented players that obviously like Addison is a problem, Osborne. So they got a lot of guys. Susan Hawkinson's a big deal because he's been really, really productive over the last two years. He's been there. and But when you take one thing away, it opens up a hole somewhere else. Does I assume he does, but does LaFleur know that Hawkinson yeah, tore his ACL and MCL? I assume he would know. I would I would hope so. And just more evidence to those pressers. We're just like, <laughs> okay. Uh, big game on Sunday. Obviously, here's LaFleur. We all know what's at stake, and certainly our guys are working hard. I thought we had a really good practice today, yeah. and that's I always think that's where it starts. And so we've got a one-track mind right now, and that's everything on the Minnesota Vikings. And this is a really good football team. When you look at every phase, they're very explosive offensively. They got after us a little bit on teams last time we played them. And then, you know, their defense is one of the tops in the leagues right now. And All right, so uh, we'll get back to Jaron Hall now because LaFleur was asked, how do you prevent a quarterback that is not established, like Hall, from having a big day? I th- my answer would be, you yeah, fire Joe Barry. Well, clearly... It's probably not a bad idea. Matt LeClown doesn't know, or else he would have corrected it with uh, Joe Barry. And clearly Joe Barry doesn't know because he's out of the defense. <laughs> so it would I, I would have laughed if uh, Matt LaFleur, in response to that question, would have said, well, you know, I don't really know. Look at our past performance this year. <laughs> Well, here's off LaFleur on how do you stop a guy who's not established? He's got really good players around him. I think they got a really good offensive line. Know. You know, they've been running the ball effectively. And then just all the weapons they have in the passing game, it does make it a challenge. So I think it's important that you, you try to give some looks that maybe he has a little bit tougher time processing in order to hopefully make him make a mistake. Oh, Joe Barry and his tougher time processing the defense when, you know, everyone's about 10 yards off of every wide receiver. It's going to be tough to process that. Yeah. Oh, this guy's it's, it's it's confusion. But this guy's has the defender ten yards off of him. I'm confused of why he's not playing close. Maybe I shouldn't throw him the ball. I don't know. My biggest thing is like when you think about For like sure. the Tommy DeVitos of the world. You're like, okay, well, at the beginning of the year, Daniel Jones was a starter. You had just thrown him forty five plus million dollars. That is a year. actually crazy. Um, <laughs> you had you had Tyrod Taylor. As the backup, you know, a long-time vet, he is kind of what he is. How come if if everyone thought Tommy DeVito was going to be so good, A, why wasn't he drafted? And B, why didn't anyone poach him off the practice squad when he was originally there? And why was he just benched? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, clearly he's not that good. Clearly he just had a few games. One more from LaFleur and defending Hall. Here's the last one from, what'd you call him, Ruddy? LaClown? From... <laughs> Matt LeClown. <laughs> I think it's going to be absolutely imperative that we do a good job of trying to limit his ability to make plays off schedule outside the pocket. And that's something I think he does exceptionally well. That's there you go. Make sure he doesn't run. Well, Rowdy, he's pretty good at that, isn't he? He's mobile. He's mobile. Let's not act like he's Lamar Jackson or Mike Vick. He's going to put up 70-plus yards rushing on the ground because the Packers' defense sucks, not because he's really good at running. Hey, Tommy DeVito, they were calling him Tommy DeVick after the game against the Packers. It's like, okay, Jaron Hall has the ability to run. That doesn't make him Michael Vick. That doesn't make him Lamar Jackson. There are a decent amount of guys that are that athletic that have the ability to run. He's one of them. Doesn't mean he's a great runner and a great quarterback, but I'm sure they'll make him look good. Yeah, I can't wait. Got to wait all the way till Sunday night. And then um, there's this thing called the Nut Kick Continuum. There was a fateful night, New Year's Eve, when the Packers were at their highest, and the Nut Kick Continuum happened with David Bakhtiari tearing his ACL. That was a New Year's Eve night, and the Packers had never been the same since. I know exactly where I was. I was in my kitchen waiting for my wife to get ready. 
Who are you, Rowdy? I was in a friend's kitchen for a New Year's Eve party. And then multiple guys got the same notification at about the same time. David Bakhtiari, done. And uh, the air was stuck. Where were you, Austin? Crapping in your diaper still? I was, New Year's Eve, I was probably at Big Rando's house. Ooh, Big Rando. Probably. That's the spot. All right, well. Yeah. He's probably getting ready for his driver's test. I mean, it's about the right time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably, yeah. It was How many times did you fail your test? Once. Oh, you. Okay, well. I got two points deducted. Yeah, well, I, okay. Right, did you every, fail? I, one for one. Same, I did one everything, for one. I did everything right except I turned into the wrong lane, like, accidentally. Like, I was turning like right. Like, in a one way or a. No. So I was turning right, and I turned into the, the second lane instead of the first lane. They failed you for that? And uh, that, that was an auto fail, I guess. Huh? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think and then, and then COVID hit, so I couldn't retake it for three months. God, you're young. <laughs> you're yeah. young. Uh, I, I think the real reason was he put his blinker on to go right, and he took a left. <laughs> That's hey, when I, no. there, was a, there was a person in my school during their driver's test. They hit a house. <laughs> They hit a house. Okay, well, I didn't do that. They failed. Yeah, I, I would imagine. That was an auto fail. Shouldn't have, be, you shouldn't have built the house there. Yeah. It was like... It was like the house's fault. It was like 20, 30 yards off of the sidewalk. <laughs> like, they hit oh, the no. house. They eventually yeah, got their license. <laughs> I can just see Austin pulling up to the stoplight. And he's sitting there. He starts creeping out. He takes a left. Guy freaking out, losing his mind. What are you doing? What? There's no left on red? (laughs) (laughs) We have uh, something special. Oh, boy. Something real special. It's an award. Really? An inaugural award. Inaugural. First ever. Correct. For those at home that don't know. You're not, (laughs) believe it or not, Austin's not, not that stupid. He's not that dumb. Austin? Yes. We had an award. It was called... The Intern of the Year Award. Now, coming up, we are going to have Caller of the Year and Call of the Year. I also randomly threw out an Appearance of the Year Award, which maybe we'll throw a word that as well. But, Austin, in honor of your prowess over the summer and also filling in when necessary, doing the Bill Michaels show between uh, Ben Kenny and I was, I was uh, the bridge between Grant Bills. Kenny you, and were the, Bills. you were the bridge. I was the bridge. Coming to the Monks and some Prairie last night. And uh, now learning your ropes on the sports updates. With your update yesterday, your first one was, it was all right. It was pretty good for your first one. And also with your appearance last night at Monks and some Prairie, it secured you the winner of the inaugural Intern of the Year wow. Award of 2023. Thank you. Well Thank done. You. How's it feel? It feels great. Now, keep in mind, the list was pretty short. Yeah, I mean... You were the only intern we had, <laughs> so you kind of won it by default. But well done. You have won... I appreciate it. ...the inaugural Intern of the Year Award. Don't party too hard tonight celebrating, no. all right? No, I don't have a... not. I don't have a trophy or nothing. Uh, that's okay. Um, we're not going to waste... We're yeah. not going to waste printer paper. No, not at all. Um, I, would, I, would, I would expect nothing less. Um, As Evo's digging through the drawer here. Let's see what he comes up with. I got a stapler... With staples. Stapler. With scissors. I got um, some used tissue from the back. <laughs> I got a Sharpie. Hmm. <laughs> a bell. Ooh, a bell. Um, oh, there you go. Oh, oh. oh What's he looking at? What's he looking at? Here you go, Austin. <laughs> I found $10 off. $10 off. Your next DoorDash delivery. Oh, it expired in February. It ex- expired February twentieth of twenty twenty three. Well, here you go. But it's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. There you go. Yippee! Ten dollars off your next DoorDash delivery if you would have got it before, before February, February of twenty twenty three. Before you even knew who I was. <laughs> <laughs> Any words of advice for any interns out there, Austin? Um, you just got to put your best foot forward. You just got to show up and do the work. It's really uh, and don't be stupid, like. A lot of other people my age, as Ebo always says. Yeah. Oh, I found a protein bar. Chocolate peanut butter protein bar. You want that? Want that expire? <laughs> <laughs> 2019. No, no, give it a look. Check it out. 
That's for you. $10 Appreciate off it. DoorDash if you had a DeLorean. You probably don't even know what that is. <laughs> I do. Oh, okay. That's a good movie. Pam's going to come in here freaking out who took her protein bar. <laughs> it's been in there for like a year because I put it in there. <laughs> there you go, Austin. I don't think it's expired. I don't think so. Congratulations, buddy. I have to dig in. You earned it. You earned it. I appreciate it. Uh, We sent Rowdy on a mission. (laughs) But we do welcome in Grant Bills. Good morning. Good morning, Grant Bills. Morning, Morning, brother. Happy uh, New Year coming up here. So, you got big plans? Well, not until Sunday night. Playing a show Sunday night. Where? Uh, In in Toma. Toma. In Toma. Is Daniel coming? That's the only person in Toma I could think to ask, and I, I don't. I, I don't heard have from his, him in a while. I haven't either. Yeah, sadly, um, I think Ben Kenny scared him off. So I texted a couple of my Madison buddies. I'm like, "Hey, if you're looking for something to do on New Year's Eve, I got gotcha. you. The band's playing. The Packer game's going to be on. Food, drink, lots of space." And they're like, "Where is it?" And I'm like, <laughs> "See, well, funny you ask. Funny you ask. I did Here's not share kicker. that. <laughs> uh, you know, an easy hour, fifteen minute drive on 94. Nothing when the weather's clear like this." Um, yeah, so, well, well, Grant, you are a guitar virtuoso. I don't know about all that. But we are playing this weekend. That's really the one thing I have uh, on the docket. And, of course, watch bowl games because, God, these games are so great. Um, <laughs> I, hey, I mean, they get good tomorrow. I couldn't possibly miss any. I, the big ones, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. get good tomorrow. Grant, um, I know you heard it, but we did give it the inaugural, an inaugural award today for the last show of 2023. Austin won Intern of the Year. Congrats. I appreciate it. Genuinely. Thank congratulations. Thank Grant, um, I just made this up on the spot. You have won Mustache of the Year. Hey, <laughs> nice. Here for WOZN. Better than Cuck of the Year or something like that. Uh, that's more saved for different stations. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that one. But Grant, you have must. I just figured <laughs> I get... What do you think? I think that lowly of you? Well, the morning show is, as a whole and as a collective, some of the callers, yeah. I figured that's more the direction you'd Cuck go with. Year. Gee, that's Grant, that's... I would never do you dirty like that. Come on. <laughs> Jeez. I'll take mustache of the year. Thank you very much. I don't much, know Eno. where to go. Uh, I w- you know, uh, Rowdy will, will win beard of the year. Okay. Because he's got a real healthy, nice beard. I'm sure you could too, but That's you always rock the mustache. So, Yeah. Rowdy Rowdy should also get a tough guy award. He pushed through many injuries and illnesses this calendar year. A bum, a bum ankle. Bum shoulder. A bum, I didn't know about the shoulder. See, that's how tough he is. I didn't even know. Oh, uh, well... <laughs> oh, well, I know. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Rowdy gets tough guy of the year award. Uh, I get most handsome. That's sure. that's I'm a shoe in every year. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> just like you, what just, you? you, you douchebag. Yeah, you can you can take that. Yeah. Nine time, nine time, most handsome. Is that your? Yep. And it's each year it gets harder and harder to throw me because I get better looking every year. Dude, <laughs> you're All like, right, so you're like the incumbent running for re-election. It's really hard to surpass this year in the zone. Uh, Zach, our sports writer, gets a, a, a Baldy of the Year award. <laughs> He rocks that hairstyle, lack of hairstyle very well. He's cue ball of the world. Yeah, he gets the cue ball of the year award. So good on Zach. Oh, my God. And I want to do this. Uh, Rowdy's, hopefully Rowdy can get this in time. But um, with all these awards getting handed out, I want to give out another one. A lot of people very intrigued of who will win this. At 608-321-1670, there is a lot of transmissions coming in. I never silence any of them. In the running for caller of the year, the flusher, the mad flusher, who has really dipped off these past couple of weeks. So they took themselves out of contention by the mad flusher. Now maybe having some plumbing problems. Hasn't called in for about two weeks. Haven't heard from Charlie this whole week. He may be DOA. I don't know. He may, be, he, he may have gone to the great bar in the sky. Haven't heard from Charlie this week. Holidays are usually tough for you know the boozies. The great six pack in the sky. Uh, ice. Well, I think he's a tall boy four pack ice house. Good. Ice cold. A little sweeter than Mountain Crest. Charlie, sorry, you uh, did not win. Scott, in your music trivia. Oof. You got edged out, Scotty. I'm sorry. That's tough. Eric and I ninety. I know you got a new cell phone and a brand new car uh, over Christmas, but even that, with the clarity of the new phone, couldn't push you over the hump. Dave from Anona. You tried to get me fired for a little bit. <laughs> I took you out of contention immediately. We're back in good terms. Love you, Dave. Automatic disqualifier. Automatic disqualifier for trying to get me canned. Didn't Wasn't ever going to happen. Um, Z and the D for making Pete and Monona go into witness protection. Sorry, buddy. Didn't make it. Pete from Nona, who has won previous, didn't make it. He's won. He has hardware. He has, he has hard, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, Kinger, sorry. You tried to throw yourself the contention. Better luck in 2024. GW, we're up there with some of your great stories. Dougie as well for your defense of Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders. Sorry. 
I will say, though, winning caller of the year for his unwavering love and resolve that has never been stronger. We give the 2023 Caller of the Year Award to the president of the Joe Barry Fan Club, Vagabond John! No one has withstood the slings and arrows better than Vagabond John throughout this year. Well, he also was a very uh, Jim Leonard detractor as well. From, from taking the slings and arrows of hitting on Jim Leonard to then defending Joe Barry tooth and nail to his grave. Vagabond John, congratulations. You're a caller of the year. Congrats, you son of a Congrats. It's a big deal. It, it is, is a big deal. It's an emotional moment, too. It is. I don't know if he's even listening. I'll tell him that he won. <laughs> I think he's traveling right now. So, Vagabond John, well done. Uh, we have call of the year. That's what Rowdy's feverishly working on right now. So we'll have to save that coming up. Uh, if Rowdy can find it. If not, I'll just tell you who it is. But there you go. And Grant, I think you you, you detested a little bit John winning. You maybe wanted to say, stop the count. Stop the count. No, he's a great caller. I love his calls. But if the idea is, well, he like pushed through the haters all year. Well, they, the haters were self-made. He's defending the guy that everyone in football agrees is an absolute moron. <laughs> So like it's bold. That's why I gave it to sure, him. Sure, sure, and it is, uh, and it's a hell of a brand. And here we are talking about it. So <laughs> it's, I, a, it's a bold. You put yourself out there. It's like Devondre Campbell tweeting about you know the, his disparities of the Packers, yeah. and, the, and then saying I ain't talking about it. Uh, I'm not but talking it, about the. It's internet. kind of the flip side. Like Vegabond John, no one, no one, no one wanted a president of the Joe Barry Fan Club. He made himself that, and then brought it on himself. You know. And so, then wins an award for standing up to the haters. <laughs> he that he brought on himself. I, it's bold. I loved it. So good, Vagabond John. It's good grift. Well done. It was a great gr- grift. Well done. All right. Stop the count. <laughs> Stop. Grant came in. Like, you, sure, you sure you want to give it to him? Like, he put this all on himself. He did. But I can't disagree. He's an outstanding caller. I appreciate his contributions. Four to six as well. Uh, and everyone else that called in. I love uh, Tim from Sparta. Uh, oh, I loved him. Denny and Holman. Denny uh, Wiz Texan. Uh, I, I'm uh, Mike and Mike and Madison. Mike and Portage. I haven't heard from Corey and Marshall. Corey and Marshall called in today. Corey and Marshall, we love you. I love. I, I know I'm forgetting a million callers. I can't list them all because we're out of time. I love every single one of you. Even you, Dave, from an hour trying to get me fired. I love every single one of you. From all the haters that tweet at me relentlessly about I'm the biggest D-bag and a-hole in the world, I love you too. I love you. Because without the haters and losers, of which there are many, I wouldn't be anything without you. And the lovers as well. Good speech. Right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I got a little emotional there, Austin. All right, I got to squeeze this in here as we're giving all the awards for last show of 2023. We have found it. The call of the year. Now, caller of the year went to Vagabond John, but the call of the year belongs to the one and the only Artie Ho. Take a listen to some of it. Line one, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Artie Ho. Artie Ho, what's up, my friend? How are you? I'm I'm live on Fremont Street, Las Vegas, Nevada, baby. No way. Are you drinking a beer? You better be drinking a beer. I'm drinking a beer. Uh, we got here 11 o'clock last night. Just I haven't hammered. been to bed yet. I was gonna say it sounds like it sounds like you've been partying. Like you're not oh. you're not getting out of bed. You're just so you're roaming the streets at six in the morning. You rolling on Fremont right now, baby? So I got okay. I got I read. I called because I want. I love I want this. Rowdy's I love this. I want Rowdy's picks, but I gotta tell you right now. Okay, so we got here, and I, okay, so it's late. I had a, a nice young lady come up to me and ask me if, if I wanted to slap cheeks. Oh, uh, I think that's called a prostitute. No, okay, so this is how old I am. I was like. You booty bumped her. You have to be, you have to be kidding me. I would never slap you. <laughs> Honest to God. And she's like, she's like, what? And I said, I would never slap you. That's not okay. And she goes. <laughs> Uh, no. Long story short, I, I, we just had like a, what's that movie called with Richard Gere? Oh, The Pretty Woman? Yep. We had a pretty woman, couple hours. We hung out. I bought her some drinks. No, no, whatever, slap and tickle. None of that stuff. Yeah, so Artie Ho, uh, Artie Ho slapping cheeks is slang for having sex. Slapping cheeks is, uh, is fornicating. 
That's what she shared with me. Yeah, so and I'll tell you what, I, I will tell you what right now. Here's what I've learned. I have a lot more appreciation for the oldest job in the world because her and I just spent the last couple hours drinking some beers and playing some cards and talking about what she has to do. So hang, on. You, so hang on a second. You were propositioned by someone that does the oldest profession in the world, to sl- a.k.a. slap cheeks, and you're like, yeah. you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect you by slapping you. I.e., even though she was acting yes. something else. So you took her up for yes. drinks and said you guys just talked about life, the trials and tribulations yes. of life. Yes, because here's what it was. <laughs> I, it's so late the casino. They were they were doing the vacuuming around the table. I, like, I can't. There's no way I'm gonna. I was picturing like that. You were a complete. You were a complete gentleman to a prostitute. Yes, I was in that TikTok thing where they like people slap each other in the face. You know, like they're doing Russia or whatever. Yeah, I'm, like, sure, I'm, yeah. not doing, I'm not doing that to you. And she's like, oh, sweetheart. But then at that point, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. So she's like, you know what? Let's just talk. <laughs> and I had, a little, I had a pretty woman moment, and we talked for a long time. Did she by chance have I, a Domino's pizza box? Oh. No, she was, out, she was out of the street, right? She wasn't in the hotel. No, oh, oh yeah, we were we were at the we were at the bar. Yeah, I was yeah. playing a little. I was playing a little keno or whatever. Yeah, you're, so, playing, you're playing coy. And, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, okay, I gotta get I gotta get razors picked. <laughs> and I was gonna have like a list of a paper writing them down, but I, it's it, it drunkenly goes on for a while longer. Already, did you home. give him the picks so we could bet him? Yeah, right. Did you give yeah, him the picks? We actually did really okay, well. Good. good. And, and then like three he said one. he was going to meet up. I think her name was, was it Ashley or Cinnamon or something? Ashlyn. Something like that. But he said Ash- they were going to meet Ashlyn. up again the, the next day and talk more about life. Uh, but she ghosted him after that. Oh, did you think he paid her to sit and talk for that long? He did. In the later phone call, he said yes. He bought her some drinks and he gave her some money and some life advice. That girl had an awesome night, I bet. <sighs> yeah, she didn't have to. She didn't exactly. <laughs> Exa- exactly. She didn't have to do the joke out with him. <laughs> There's your call of the year. Are you alive in Fremont, Las Vegas? Though, just to lay there? I don't know. I think it already had enough to... I'm not, I, I, don't know, I don't know that I'm going to... I think we're going to skip Pat. I, I don't think I'm going to respond to that. I don't think Artie was going to. I don't think Artie was going to joke out anyone because it's only like get a little too much to drink if you catch my drift. Yeah. His, ink, his eggplant might have been a little wilted and limp. So, boys... Gr- <laughs> But he was still ready to cook. We don't have enough time the rest of the show to, to continue. Grant, I'm glad that you joined us in 2023. I can't wait for another 2024 with you, brother. Oh, 2024 will be great. I'm glad you're in Madison now. We love you, Grant. Love you, fellas. Rowdy, great another year. great year of absolutely crushing heads here and over the line. Love you, brother. Austin, intern of the year. Yes, sir. Still you learning to it. love you a little bit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. we're at we're at Deeks. I love you, brother. We're at Deeks from 9 to 11 a.m. Come on down for the ReliaQuest Bowl, Deeks. <laughs>